It's time now for Illinois Innovators, spotlighting the leaders in research, technology, and entrepreneurship from the engineering at Illinois community. Mike Kuhn with you for another edition of Illinois Innovators. Today we'll be talking with Nancy Amato, the Abel Bliss Professor of Engineering and the head of the Department of Computer Science at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Professor Amato earned a Ph.D. from Illinois in 1995 and has in, been in the position for six months after serving as Regents Professor and Unical Professor of Computer Science at Texas A&M University, including one year as interim department head. She's a leading expert in robotics, parallel algorithms, and bioinformatics, and is a leading one of the top five computer science programs in the nation, the first woman to lead the department. Nancy Amato, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So we'll start out getting a little background about yourself. Just talk about when you got an interest in computer science. Oh, well, that's kind of an interesting story. Um, I was studying um, not computer science as an undergraduate. I was studying applied math and economics. And when I was graduating, I was had two job offers that I was trying to decide between. One was to go work on Wall Street, and the other was to go get a master's in computer science. Um, my parents were actually more interested in me taking that job on Wall Street, as you might imagine. Um, and I still remember my parents and my brother flying down to California with where I was in school. And we drove around for a whole weekend where they were trying to convince me that I should take a job and not be afraid to join the real world. But I didn't listen, as you can uh, imagine, as why I'm here today. And, and I went to, to get a master's in computer science at Berkeley. And that was really the first semester doing that. I just fell in love with it, and I knew that was the thing for me. And so undergrad at Stanford, master's at Berkeley, what, uh, what brought you to Illinois to, to pursue your Ph.D.? Um, that's kind of another interesting story, I guess. Um, my current husband, or and only husband, um, we were grad students. I was at Berkeley, he was at Stanford, and we both wanted to get our PhDs in computer science, so we were looking for a good program for both of us. And this was like 30 years ago, and at the time, Illinois was one of the top programs and we decided to come here together to go to grad school. And uh, talk a little bit about the staple program, or a staple project, I should say, uh, which uh, you, got, uh, you and your husband uh, work out together. Sure. Um, so when I was a grad student, I worked on parallel algorithms for computational geometry problems. And my husband worked on high-performance computing um, optimizations for, for compilers, actually with Professor Padua, who's one of our, still on our faculty today. Um, when we both joined um, Texas A&M as faculty members, we started working together on this project called STAPLE, which stands for Standard Template Adaptive Parallel Library. It's basically a C++ library that helps you build parallel algorithms quickly and easily. So you're at uh, Texas A&M for, for 25 years, essentially. Uh, talk about that experience, and then uh, obviously it took you, it must have taken you something big to, to break you away uh, and come back to Illinois. Yeah, so Texas A&M um, was a really great place for me. It's, I went there as an assistant professor. That's where I started working on robotics. I you know, had a lot of really awesome students, and it was just a really great experience for me. As you mentioned earlier, I did spend one year as interim department head, 
the last four years before leaving, I was also the senior director for engineering honors, you know, starting and basically running a new honors program in the College of Engineering, which is something that I, I really had a, and still have a great passion for. Um, I forgot the rest of your question <laughs> now, actually. Well, you know, we, we mentioned your husband. Um, talk a little bit about uh, what he does, and, um, and, and obviously he's a very important factor to come to, for, for the, you guys to come back to Illinois. Yeah, so my husband, um, Lawrence Rauschwerger, um, as I mentioned, we were both here grad students together at Illinois and both got our PhDs here. Um, when we joined um, Texas A&M, I actually went first um, because I graduated a little bit earlier than he did. And then he was able to join, which is um, enabled us to do what's called um, solve the two-body problem, which is one of kind of the big challenges that a lot of academics have. We don't call them two-body problems anymore. Actually, we call them dual career opportunities. But um, it turned out it was really great for both of us to be able to be there and working together at Texas A&M. And um, as you mentioned, he's actually going to be joining Illinois as a faculty member in August, um, also in our department. This year was supposed to be our sabbatical year, so we spent last fall in, at ETH Zurich, and right now he's spending, um, he's a visiting researcher at Google, splitting his time between Mountain View and Paris. I feel real sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and I, and I want to mention a little bit about your research, um, and, and certainly specifically PRM, of which you uh, um, had, had one of the leading papers in that, so I'll let you go into that a little bit. Sure. So um, I guess let me kind of step back a little bit and say a word about my kind of research overall because I've worked in many different areas. We already mentioned parallel algorithms and computing um, and also robotics. Really, I call myself kind of at heart an applied algorithms person. And I enjoy understanding a problem deeply and coming up with a real simple, elegant solution to it. When I went to Texas A&M, I was interested in, so my, as a PhD student, I, my expertise was really in computational geometry and parallel algorithms. And when I went to Texas A&M, I was interested in finding something that would be a little bit more applied and that I could see the impact of my work. And I thought, well, robotics must certainly need um, parallel computing and it's a spatial geometric problem. So what I did, actually, before I left Illinois, I remember going to the library and pulling out the proceedings from the robotics conference. And at that time, they still printed them. And it was four volumes, each one of them, I don't know, three or four inches thick. So like, you know, a foot worth of papers. And somehow, I got really lucky. And I found this paper in there that was one of the very first PRMs, or probabilistic roadmap methods, for robotics motion planning. It's basically a sampling-based algorithm approach. And I read the paper, and it was the paper that introduced that method, but I saw some ways in which it could be improved so that it would work in more practical settings. And that was basically the idea I had, and that started me working in that area, which I have you know, still, I would say, about half my research effort, probably even more, is in that area today. It's in motion planning algorithms and in this kind of area we call sampling-based planning. And pretty much any robot today, and you think about drones and autonomous vehicles, they're all using one form or another of these sampling-based methods. So you're bringing this expertise to Illinois. Um, have you had a chance over the last six months to, to figure out collaborators that uh, will, will help you advance this research? 
Well, yeah, actually, it turns out that um, some of these methods actually were, bur were born here at Illinois. Steve Laval, who's a faculty member in our department, he's currently on leave, but he developed one of the, there's basically two kind of main flavors of these methods. One is what we call a roadmap-based method, which you use to kind of map an environment all in advance, and then you could use that over and over again for many robots. And then there's another version of it where you would just do it kind of as a one-off planning problem. Um, and Steve and, and another guy named jo James Kuffner developed a method called Rapidly Exploring Random Trees that uses that. So I'm looking forward to being back working with Steve, who, by the way, I was a TA of Steve because he also did his PhD work here. And when he was a student, I was his TA. He, he, he remembered that. I didn't remember that when I met him at the first conference. And we also have a new faculty member joining, Chris Hauser, who will be joining this August. And he also works in this kind of general area. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we're working on developing and um, recruiting a bigger team of roboticists. So I think, you know, over the next few years, you're going to see a lot more coming out of Illinois in terms of robotics. Well, we're very excited about uh, that part of it for sure, and uh, but uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit for you as uh, the department head, uh, computer science in general uh, is a is a field that's uh, to me is is really exploding, um, and part of it is this interdisciplinary where it touches so many areas, and so I, I'm sure that's makes this an exciting time to be at Illinois because uh, the number of experts in and a lot of fields within you know, not only the engineering campus, but uh, the other side, um, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, exactly right. Um, one of the reasons why I chose to come to Illinois as a grad student was because it was very multidisciplinary at that time. At the time, as I was a grad student, I spent some of my time in the Beckman Institute, some of my time in the Coordinated Science Lab, and so Illinois always had this great strength for multidisciplinary research. As you alluded to now, though, um, computer science is basically infusing everything that we do in all of our lives, in our daily lives, and in all disciplines. And so we have students that are wanting to study computer science and something else. And so in, what's happened since I was a student here, and one of the things I'm really excited to, to kind of help nurture and expand further as department head are our CS plus X programs. And these are programs where computer science gets together with another department, the X department, and they design together a major that's you know, uniquely designed for students that are, have interest in both those two disciplines, and just those two disciplines. It's really custom design for them. And right now we have um, more than 10 of these programs. We always had two traditional programs, uh, CS plus statistics and CS plus mathematics one. And those are still, in fact, they've gotten a lot stronger and a lot more interest over the years. And now we have new exciting ones, things you wouldn't really think about. So CS plus linguistics, CS plus crop sciences is one of our new ones, CS plus economics. And those are really kind of, those are undergraduate degrees. And students are, when they finish those, they're really now equipped to go out and become leaders in their field. And they're able to go on to grad studies in either computer science or the X discipline. I'm just curious, uh, how, how do incoming students decide, this is what I want to do? Because I know sometimes I say, uh, when I was, I can go back years ago when I was an undergrad, I had a vague idea what I wanted to major in. I didn't know what I wanted to do with that. So it's, uh, it's interesting um, 
let's talk about the, maybe the marketing effort or you know how students figure out that these are the two uh, you know areas that I know that I want to study and Illinois has that particular program for me. Well, that's a really good question. Um, when I was a thinking about what I wanted to study in college, I would really not have been well suited to this, you know, the way things are today. I changed my major every single quarter as an undergraduate until my senior year, and I ended up selecting my majors based on the ones that I could actually graduate on time, you know, with the classes I had taken. Um, Computer science today has such a huge demand that students can't really afford to do that. Um, but on the other hand, I think high school students today are a lot more sophisticated than, than I was. They really are thinking about these, these questions and they're thinking deeply. And one of the, th the benefits of having the CS plus X is if they have a passion in X and they also are interested in computing and they know that that's kind of important for their future, they can actually select that and it allows them to, to really do this combined major. So I think in some ways having these you know, CX plus X options for them you know, forces them not to have to make that hard choice between computer science or X. One of the things that uh, certainly is uh, true today, there, there are more students that come to college with several years of experience in, in hacking and um, coding and those kinds of things. I mean, they, they come to college with, with this, this particular uh, knowledge more than maybe they even did five or ten years ago. Yeah, that's true. There are plenty of students that have the opportunity to kind of get those skills and, and practice at, in high school. But one of the things we want to be really careful about is that we don't restrict computer science to only those students who have that experience and those skills because not everyone, you know, maybe they didn't have access to it in their high school. Maybe they weren't really interested in it. Maybe they had a bad teacher and so they didn't think they liked it. So we want to make sure that, you know, computing, which is an essential skill for everyone, is not closed off to those people who basically decided in, when they were, you know, in middle school that that's what they wanted. Well, there are a couple of uh, recent uh, big uh, news items that uh, touch this department. First off, um, an investment by Facebook, which will help the uh, Department of Computer Science establish a program that prepares people who did not study computer science as undergraduates to transition to uh, technology sector careers. I mean, that's, uh, I would see this is, this is a growing field and a, a great opportunity for Illinois. Yeah, so... I'm really passionate about making sure that everyone who has an interest and an ability has an opportunity to kind of become a computer scientist and get educated about computing. So I think the CS plus X program has helped us do that at the undergraduate level, but the program you just mentioned, which is a new program we're going to be starting, um, will enable people who didn't decide when they were an undergrad, but decided either later on. They could do it right after they finished their undergraduate studies. They might do it after they've been out in the workforce for a while. But we want to provide many different pathways into the field. What this degree will do, it's, well, it's not a new degree. What it's going to be is it's going to be about a year's worth of coursework that will be pretty intensive. And students will have to be really kind of focused and committed to do it. But if they do it, it'll give them enough background so that they could actually enter one of our master's programs and be prepared for it. And so, you know, in the master's program might take them, say, like two years. So this program plus that 
in you know, two to three years, depending on what their actual background is, they can end up with a master's in computer science and then be able to go on into the computing field. Very fascinating. And, and of course, within the last uh, month or so, uh, our alumnus, Tom Siebel, announced that uh, the employees of his uh, company, uh, C3.ai, uh, will uh, fund uh, anybody who, who wants it, uh, an opportunity to go uh, pursue a professional Master of Computer Science degree, specifically in data science. And uh, I know, obviously, Tom Siebel has been big for uh, uh, contributing back to Illinois and, and particularly computer science, but talk about this particular initiative and and uh, and what this does for Illinois. Sure. So yeah, first off, let's say Tom Siebel has been a great supporter for the department. You know, we are in the Siebel Center for Computer Science, um, and he's one of our you know most successful alums, and we are really grateful for all his support. Yeah, I think it's a really exciting, and it's the best continuing education benefit that I've heard of offered any place. He's going to, um, his employees still have to apply and be admitted to our online MCS program. And then if that happens, they'll fully re reimburse all their tuition. And when they complete the degree, they get a large bonus and a raise. I mean, a great deal. Well, I know one of the things that was really exciting when you were hired um, as the first uh, woman department head in computer science, um, it's not, not lost on a lot of, uh, folks, and you have um, a workshop coming up this fall called the Rising Star Workshop. So you've been a real champion for women in computer science. Talk a little bit about that and the growing number of women that are choosing to pursue uh, computer science. Uh, it compared, especially where we were a decade ago, it's certainly uh, in upward mobility. And uh, talk about what this workshop will do to try to encourage more young women to get into computer science. Okay, so there are like a ton of ways I could answer that question. <laughs> so let me just stick first to the Rising Stars. Okay. So what that is, the Rising Stars workshop, it started at MIT in 2012. And since then, it's been hosted, you know, three times at MIT, one at Stanford, one at, once at Berkeley, and one at Carnegie Mellon. We're going to be hosting it here for the first time this fall. And what that workshop is, is it brings together women who are graduating with their PhDs or maybe our postdoc who are interested in going on the academic job market. And it brings them together to kind of help them prepare and make a competitive application. And we are really excited to be hosting that here at Illinois this fall. It'll be in October. The idea there is we want to encourage and prepare to get more women to be professors because then they'll have more female role models. Mm -hmm. Then it maybe won't be such a big news item that, you know, Illinois has finally hired their first, you know, uh, female department head. <laughs> so um, we're, this, uh, the programs like this really are helpful for that. And we're, of course, interested in growing our female faculty as well. In terms of our ability to get more women into computer science, here in, in the CS Department Hill at Illinois, we're doing really great. For example, for fall 2019, the, inc the admitted students were 40% women for our CS engineering major. That's really awesome, and I think it might be one of the best in the country, frankly, and certainly for a large program like this. Overall, the percentage of women in our undergraduate program is around 30% now, and as we see that we're growing more and more, it's going to, you know, hopefully hit parity. I wouldn't mind seeing it hit parity when I'm department head. Um, the change over the years, the interesting thing was back in the mid-'80s, 
about a third of the CS majors were women. And then for some reason that people don't really understand, we don't have a good explanation, it dropped. And for a long time, we were in, you know, 10, around 10% or so. So overall, um, most programs, I think overall nationally, the numbers are still less than 20%. So we're really doing well here at Illinois. That's in our undergrad program. One of the things I'd like to make strides on improving while I'm here as department head is also to extend that improvement to our grad program. So how does that, how does that happen? I mean, uh, what are some of the things that, that we can do to try to promote that? Well, first off, we need to get more women to apply. And then we need to um, show them that this is the best place for them to do their grad studies, and so more of them will decide to come here. I think that um, we'll be able to, to make some big strides pretty, pretty quickly. All right, I want to talk a little bit about some of the initiatives that uh, have happened in early in your tenure here at Illinois, and one of them um, is, and we talked a little bit about the interdisciplinary uh, aspect, but the, uh, the Center for Digital Agriculture, uh, which you're teaming with NCSA on, talk a little bit about that, and I know there's a lot of computer science faculty that are involved. Yeah, so I can't take any credit for that. So that actually started uh, over the last year. It's funded through one of the investment for growth projects that the University of Illinois has. And it's being led on the CS side by Vikram Adve, who was the interim department head last year. And it does bring together a large number of people from computer science as well as from ACES, Agriculture School. So, I mean, again, another example of how computer science is really at the center of so many other um, uh, fields, and agriculture is, seems to be uh, one of those that will continue to touch maybe even more so than, than it has. Oh, for sure. I think agriculture and digital agriculture is certainly going to transform the way that we do agriculture here in the U.S. and throughout the world, really. Um, that we, one of our new majors is the CS plus crop sciences, and we're going to have CS plus am, animal science as well. And they're all related to this digital agriculture initiative. Um, there's a large interest in this from companies, and not just like the you know computer science type companies. The ag country companies are very interested in this. Are funding the majors in this new major through scholarships. And then one of the areas where I think Illinois is, uh, is a leader is in, in cybersecurity and security in general. Uh, talk about the, the faculty member that are, that are involved in that and how you see that potentially expanding as we go forward. Yeah, so security and privacy are big issues for pretty much all aspects of our lives and all of these initiatives. We have always had a pretty strong security group, but we haven't had it kind of called out, you know, separately amongst our research areas, and we've just decided to do that this year. In our, on our current faculty, Carl Gunter, Adam Bates, and Bo Lee are some of our faculty that are kind of primarily focused on that, but we also have a large number of faculty that are kind of through, like the CS plus X, they're in a security plus X. They're working in security as it crosses to other areas of, you know, computing. So, for example, Chris Flexcher is wor working with security and um, architecture as well as Joseph Torres. So I know in terms of security you, there I, there was an initiative uh, computer science and the College of Law for instance because there there's obviously legal issues and things like that so they're 
uh, students from law that need to understand computing, and then there are computer science that need to understand the law aspect, and so that's another way that I think um, we've been able to, to kind of merge those two. Yeah, exactly, and also things like security and health, like health records. You need privacy, right? And, but we still need to be able to do the research, and we need access to the data. So there's a lot of really kind of important issues that we really don't know how to solve yet, and that's why it's really important to have computer science really kind of at front and center for all these research efforts. What else do you see is up and coming uh, in the next few years where uh, um, computer science here at Illinois will be, will be a leader and, and things will be happening? Well, another area, not just computer science, but I'd say engineering overall and, in, and co computer science certainly also, is in the area of robotics. Mm -hmm. um, we have a new center for autonomy that's been also funded through one of these investment for growth proposals through the, the university. It's building, it's, that's really interdisciplinary. It brings together researchers from many different departments in engineering, as well as other departments like cognitive science. There will be a, the Coordinated Science Lab has, uh, is kind of the home for some shared robotic space that we're building out, and that's going to help us bring new faculty in that are wanting to work on these things, as well as bring people together so that they can really work together on these problems. Well, this may be a little inside baseball, but one of the things that I know uh, folks at Illinois are excited about um, is the new uh, campus instructional facility, um, and, and obviously with the number of students we talked about that want to go into computer science, space is, a, is an issue, and so a lot of the classroom space will wind up going in this facility and open up uh, the Siebel Center and other places on campus to be able to do more research and to attract more faculty. Um, how excited are you about that uh, particular initiative? Well, we certainly need more classroom space and more space for instruction. Um, I'm not sure it's going to actually allow us to free up that much space in Siebel Center for research because we just have this huge demand that we've been talking about for students needing to, you know, study computer science. So I think that we're going to have to solve our space problem with, with new, new building, but in terms of really kind of upping the game in terms of what we can do for instruction, that's really going to be really um, a, a lifesaver for us. Well, talk about the other things that, uh, as you look forward, that uh, as department head, that you want to see uh, accomplished here uh, over, the, say, the next three to five years. Well, um, I guess we've already touched a little bit on one of them, which is I'd really like to see us diversify the population of our students. We are doing great, as we've mentioned already, with our undergraduate women. We're not doing so well in terms of other underrepresented groups and in terms of our grad program. So that, I think, will be a big focus for us. And the reason why we want to do this is because it's actually going to allow us to do better research and to help us kind of have bring more diverse opinions together to all the problems that we work together. We see it already happening in our classrooms with the CS plus X majors mm -hmm. because now we have all these students that have these different backgrounds and different perspectives. They're sitting together in class, and now when they're working together on problems, it's really you know amazing the, the new things that happen. And if we can make sure that we kind of complete the picture by diversifying our, our you know, population um, in other ways, it's just going to get better. 
and it'll make it a better place for everyone. So that's been, as you mentioned, a passion of mine for a long time, and I'm really excited about being able to do it here. And if we can find a way to do it here at Illinois, which is one of the top programs, we'll be a role model for everyone, and I think other programs will be able to do that too. Well, it's really an exciting time to be in computer science at Illinois, and uh, we wanted to give you a chance to, to kind of breathe a little bit before we brought you on the program, but we appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your vision and some of the, the great things that are happening. Sounds great. We look forward to future conversations. Nancy Amato has been our guest. I'm Mike Kuhn, the host for Illinois Innovators. Illinois Innovators is a production of Engineering at Illinois. All rights reserved, we invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or SoundCloud by searching Engineering at Illinois.